All right, looks like we're live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Techonomics Podcast. I am Chris with the Good Old Gamer YouTube channel, and as you may have noticed, I am without my co-host, Paul, from Not an Apple Fan YouTube channel. Now, if you guys are unaware, Paul did have a family emergency this week. I'm not going to go too much into details, but he did have a death in the family, so he's taking a little time to, you know, go ahead and sort that out. So I wanted to start this one off Number one, please let me know that I'm live and everything's okay. But then number two, we're just going to take a moment of silence here for Paul. Uh, so this way you guys can go ahead and pray for him and his family. And just they're having a tough time with this. And I want to show him that, you know, we're here. We're here for him and his family. And I know you guys are great out there. So we're just going to take a moment to go ahead and pray for his family real quick. Alrighty, so we're back. Looks like we're live and we're good. Okay, cool. Thank you, other Nathan. All right, so with that, it's just gonna be me today. Um, I was gonna go ahead and do a solo stream last Tuesday, um, except I was kind of sick, so that's why I wanted to go ahead and just kind of push that back a little bit here. And uh, yeah, we can go ahead and get into it. So this has been kind of a pretty busy week. There's a lot going on, and. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. You guys are the best. So hopefully, Paul, when you're watching this back, make sure you watch with the uh, chat open. These guys are out for you. You know, we're we're a big community. That's why we call the uh, Discord the bunker now. We're kind of a closed off community to a certain degree, but uh, yeah, we're I really love you guys, and I thank you all for you know supporting Paul in this time. Um, but all right, so let's go ahead and uh, kick things off with what's going on with AMD. I'm I'm not gonna do a like goal. Um, we're just going to kind of jump right in and then I'm going to chat with you guys. So let me go ahead and get this pulled up here. We'll go ahead and take a look. All right. So this is the article over from video cards. This is where I got the uh, thumbnail screenshot from. So this is MSI confirming their X670 motherboard pricing and up to $1,300. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, that's insane for a motherboard. There's $2,000 motherboards out today. So, I mean... That's a whole other tier. Now, this is the one uh, that I want to talk about here is the Pro um, X670P Wi-Fi. So this is not the X670 Extreme Edition. You can see that those have the E's on there. This is your baseline model. Now, if you're familiar with the Alder Lake motherboards, the Pro X670-P is actually the least expensive model from MSI. The Pro uh, Z690-A, uh, so A, not P, is the model that I always recommend as the best bang for the buck. I actually haven't tested the P. It might be just as good. But regardless, this is, well, if this translates into the same naming scheme, this will probably be the lowest price motherboard that MSI is going to launch with Zen 4. And they have this one up here listed at basically 300 US dollars. That's a bit much. And honestly, uh, it's not outside the realms of what I was expecting. I was expecting about 300 plus for these and probably 180 to 200 plus on the B650s when they first launch and then eventually cheaper ones will come out. But I did want to highlight the fact that this is probably going to be the lowest price that they're going to launch with. And a lot of people are 
Well, if you were expecting something cheaper, you should probably not. So I wanna go back to the chat here and kind of get your guys' feedback on that. Uh, good God, <laughs> 300 is the cheapest model. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Now, granted, there could be cheaper models. Other manufacturers might come out a little lower. MSI does not sell the lowest priced uh, Z690 boards either. They are a little bit more of a premium price. They're definitely not Asus level where Asus just goes, yeah, we're going to charge like $100 more because Asus on the label. Um, but MSI is probably considered the next tier right below Asus, even though I like MSI more regardless. Uh, brand recognition, they're probably in the number two spot right now. So they can't demand the super premiums, but they can demand a bigger premium than let's say like ASRock or even Gigabyte now. Gigabyte's offering a lot of really good value because their brand image has been damaged so bad. So actually right now, Gigabyte products are probably some of the best bang for the bucks out there right now. On the Z690 side, they're offering the mini ITX, uh, was it the Oris, uh, Z690 like ultra light editions for like 150 bucks. And there's just nobody else even close to offering what they have for that. Uh, on the monitors, Gigabyte's doing really good, but, and ASRock is also offering a lot of value as well because they're just not as big a brand. So there might be some cheaper ones out there, maybe 250 on up. But for launch day, I mean, you know, anybody who's going to be spending $300 plus on a CPU is probably okay with spending $250 plus on a motherboard day one. So I, I, that's kind of where I think that AMD is landing on this. But just like, uh, you know, the thumbnail said, it's like, no thanks, AMD. For me, I am not going to be spending this kind of money just to test uh, you know, the, the Zen 4 architecture. In reality, the more I thought about it with my channel, I think I'm going to wait for not only the B650s, I'm also probably going to wait for the 7600 non-X, which might be 12 to 18 months from now. But I think that that's the one that I'll wait for, as I already know that I'm not going to recommend Zen 4. I already have a good idea. Within 5%, I know how fast the thing's going to be. And it, it's just not a gaming chip. And that's something that has taken me a few weeks to kind of come to terms with, is that AMD technically never really was a gaming chip. It was definitely more of a professional workload chip first. They've just marketed very well towards gamers, and they offered such good value for a while, a lot of gamers got on board with them. But they definitely understand that they need the X3D for the gaming side of things to really deliver superior performance to their competition. And they're going to charge a premium for it. And that's what they've done in the past. And I expect them to do that in the future. So yeah, I, I really just don't think Zen 4 is going to be for the average gamer. Somebody who just wants to buy a PC, want to run their games, you know, 60 to 144 FPS, you know, that range, which isn't too difficult to do nowadays. And I think that they're just kind of saying that's a market we don't need uh, because it's going to become a very difficult market to satisfy. Um, I was talking with Paul. So Paul's doing OK. We did have a chat about this I think yesterday. And I think AMD is just thinking two steps ahead with their processors. And the marketing towards gamers, I think, is just to get the the tryhards out there that are like, I need the fastest because reasons get them to buy it. The average person's not going to spend this kind of money. They're not going to spend $300 on a CPU plus $300 on a motherboard plus $200 to $300 on RAM when you can spend 
a third of that and get something that's, what, 25% slower? Something like that. So I don't think the average person is going to be interested in these anyway. And I think, realistically, they don't want to target normal people anymore. I think that they're trying to target professionals. So if you were somebody building a workstation machine at home, the 16 core at, was it 699? That's not bad. $250, $300 for a motherboard? That's not bad. It's way cheaper than what HEDT used to cost. Uh, Two, $300 for RAM? That's not too bad. And I think that they're really noticing that those are the people that are going to keep buying this stuff because the software just isn't there. Game, you know, games just aren't that demanding. I mean, a lot of people gave me a lot of hell for testing at like 240p, but that's what it takes with a 3090 to actually see CPU limitations in most games. So, you know, it's not really my fault. You know, the, the software just isn't that demanding, which is both a good and a bad thing. Um, I went ahead and picked up a Xeon 1680 V2. That's an Ivy Bridge 8-core CPU. Got that for $67. And I'm just kind of, I'm going to go through and I'll do a video here in the not too distant future. And I'm going to see if there's any games that that can't run at 60 FPS plus. Um, just because I don't think that there's a single game that that 2013 CPU can't run. We're, we're just kind of at that point where there's just very diminishing returns to really market towards the budget gamer. The 12100, I did a video on it the other day is already capable of 120 FPS plus in virtually all titles. And that's a $100 CPU. Do you really want to compete with that? Well, our $80 CPU is just as fast. You see what I'm saying? Like, it just seems like they don't want to do the race to the bottom, which is kind of fair when you take a step back and you're like, yeah, you can't supply that market anyway, so why bother? All right, so let me go ahead and check with the chat here, see what you guys are saying. Uh... Chris, have you seen the 4090 listed for 3K? Yeah, we'll go over that here in a sec. We'll talk about that, but it's a big old nothing burger, guys. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, but we'll go through some of those other articles. There's a couple other good ones that came out this week that I want to go over with you. Uh, Ryzen 5, 5600, 5700, again, in uh, the promo, Amazon UK. Yeah, like that's probably the level of CPU most gamers are going to need. If you want uh, emulation, just get the Alter Lake stuff when it's on sale, because that's literally like the only thing that Zen 3 can't really do. Um, but if you're like, I don't need RPCS3, Xenia, or uh, Yuzu, or those sort of things, yeah, Zen 3, if you can get it cheap, that's, that's going to be plenty good. And I think most people are going to kind of figure that out. Uh, Zen 4X3D is going to be good for gaming. Depends. I mean, we're really getting to the point where it makes zero sense for like 99.9% .9 of gamers because unless you're running 240 hertz plus, you, you don't need a Zen 4 3D. Um, so just ask yourself, do you need your games running at 200 plus FPS? If the answer is no, then you don't need it either. So even that's going to be supremely niche, but they could charge a fortune for it because that's the niche that will spend $1,000 on a CPU and like three grand on a GPU which once again, we'll talk about, and I don't think that's a thing. Uh, Denver, thank you for the five. He said, uh, I'm only interested in the 7950X uh, with its iGPU to replace three separate server boxes, and that's it. I'd rather get DDR4 12900T uh, or a 5800X3D. Yeah, so like your use case is where that makes sense. You know, like you're gonna replace three machines with one, 
So that's going to save you a lot of space. It'll likely save you a lot of power. So paying that premium price actually it doesn't matter because you're going to recover on the back end anyway. Um, but yeah, just purely for gaming, it makes zero sense. And uh, that's why I think their marketing is just a little bit off, but they're going to get a lot of people hyped up. It's just like everybody that's hyped up for Zen 4 3D and they don't have a 240 hertz plus display. It's like, well, you don't need it. It's not going to help you. Um, Spider-Man won't run 60 FPS plus with ray tracing on old CPUs. I guarantee you I can get an Ivy Bridge to run at 60 FPS plus. Um, that's going to be one of the ones that I test. Personally, I just need GPU and power supply at this point. Cool. Yeah, man. Uh, power supplies are real cheap right now. I've been buying up some stuff. I'm going to be doing some builds, um, some to sell to help fund everything, and then uh, some personal ones. But they, they've come down. They were actually pretty pricey there. I think it's because of uh, all the miners buying the really expensive ones. So they just kind of stopped making the more budget-friendly uh, power supplies. So they did go up for a while, but they're back down. If you need a power supply, now's a pretty good time. Seven, I got a 750-watt thermal take. It's a bronze, but it was like $50 shipped. You, you can't really argue with that. That's, that's plenty of juice uh, for upgrades and stuff, and it's really cheap. Uh, Ryzen 5 5600 is selling for 157 at the moment in Germany. Uh, bargain, in my opinion. I mean, that's it depends on what it is in your region. Here in the U.S., 149 is the sweet spot for that. Maybe 160, uh, but I wouldn't pay any more than that for it. I actually think that they'll probably go down to 129 this holiday season. Uh, <laughs> girlfriends cheaper than Zen 4. At least for a little while, yeah. Yeah, it takes, but not a wife. Definitely not a wife, no. Yeah, it's pretty funny when we have to go outside of the niche to find something that's more expensive. Uh, X3D was on sale for 385 bucks recently. And it's still not that good of a deal. Uh, if it stays there, especially if it drops even lower, I don't see why you'd buy Zen 4. Yeah, exactly. Zen 4 for gaming is not going to be much faster. Like I said, outside of, like I said, the emulation, that's where Zen 4 is going to dominate the Zen 3 chip because Zen 3 is not very good at it. However, if you're in the camp that's like, I don't do that. Well, then that makes no difference to you. And then, yeah, get the cheaper thing. The, the, my real problem with the 5800X3D is it's too expensive at that price point. It's not much faster than a stock... 12600k and it even at that price point that's what 70% more money for 11% more performance like AMD really needs to get that thing 299 299 you could really be like yeah all right now that's really starting to make some sense i just don't know if they're going to drop it quite that far i guess they'll see how much how many sales they're getting if they're selling a lot at that 284 or, or 384 sure okay go ahead um but to me, that's too much. It needs to be sub 300 because honestly, that's just where the performance lands it in terms of price. But they also know that they have a lot of people trapped on AM4 boards. So so granted that that'll probably get a, a nice premium from a lot of people. Um, let's see. I think it's because no one wants to buy one. Uh, isn't there a new ATX standard? I don't know what you're talking about there, War Totems. Only cases really high right now. 
Yeah, cases are a little bit higher than they usually are. It's probably, see, that one I can understand because raw materials like the metals and all the rest of that's probably a little higher, but they don't seem to be that bad. I picked up a couple of $60 cases that are pretty decent. You know, they come with four RGB fans for 60 bucks. I mean, hell, you buy four RGB fans, that's like $40. So you're basically getting the uh, case for 20 bucks. Um, and, you know, good airflow and all the rest of that. Perfect for, you know, pre-built machines because um, they look nice. And, well, I don't have to route all the cables. It's already done. You just plug in the stuff that you need. Uh, does 5800X3D make a difference for 4K 144 gaming? Liter Here's the thing. No CPU past the 12100 is necessary for 144 hertz gaming. There, there are no games that are that demanding or a 5600. So literally the only reason to buy a CPU faster than the cheapest things possible is if you're at 240 hertz plus. So if you're not 240 hertz plus, regardless of resolution, doesn't, the resolution's irrelevant. You can always buy a more powerful GPU to push higher res. Um, but yeah, for, for gaming, you just don't need it, man. And I believe most people, let's do a poll. Let's do a poll, guys. Who's, who's over 240 hertz? Do you have a, no, 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 not that. Do you game on a display over 200 hertz? All right, ask your community. All right, let's 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 see, because I'm betting it's probably like 95.5. That, that'd be my random guess. Uh, oh, you're talking about the new power supply standards. Oh, who cares? That's not gonna be a big deal. Unless you're buying top-end GPUs, it means nothing. If you're a $500, $600 on down GPU buyer, it's going to be like, I, I honestly don't think you'll ever need those. It's just going to be for the super high-end stuff. At least for a while. <laughs> uh, Mike's backing me up on this one yeah the uh, or no this is joseph uh yeah the ivy bridge xeon will smash 60 fps and spidey yeah i'm fairly certain that it'll do quite well in reality stock stock i don't know because it's going to run at very low clocks but when it's tuned and overclocked i bet you it's probably five percent slower than uh the haswell chip that i already did and that's basically Zen 3 level. So it's probably going to be faster than Zen 2, and, but a little bit slower than Zen 3. That would be my guess. But we'll see. That's why I bought it. I'm like, for 67 bucks, I want to know. I have the motherboard right here that I can do it. So I'm like, hey, let's check it out. Plus, uh, that, that's going to get repurposed uh, as well. All right, so you guys are all posting about that. Okay, so while you guys are all going ahead and voting there, I'm going to pull up our next fingus. All right, so let me get on in here. This is apparently news to some people. I, I thought we already knew this, but... Uh, so Intel confirms the Core i5 3600 CPU and below are Alder Lake die. So it looks like Intel is going to keep doing what they did, well, at least one more time, what they did with Rocket Lake. Um, Rocket Lake at least went down to the 11400, so just the i3s on down were rebranded Comet Lakes, but they're going to be doing it for basically the, the cheaper 
uh, i5s as well. Now, this is mostly due to the fact that they probably have to get rid of some dye that they have laying around. They probably didn't sell Alder Lake as well as they had hoped. Um, largely due to the fact that their marketing is just quite terrible here lately. Let's be honest. Uh, AMD's marketing is getting better and theirs is just non-existent. I guess, you know, you go 10 years, you don't have to pitch anything. Nobody seems to care. Um, but let's see, let's go down to the little chart here that they have. So we have Alder Lake, but they are giving you the e-cores. Now, this isn't going to matter much for gaming. You, you want to turn the e-cores off. I know Connor's going to be like, no, nah, man, it's totally fine. Leave them on. Just turn them off and don't use Windows 11. Those are my two recommendations. Don't use Windows 11. That's number one. And then turn off e-cores. So this is basically a 12600K that they're just going to lock down is what they're going to do. Um, and then this is probably just the same die that, you know, they've been using for the 12100. What's the speed on this? It's probably going to be 100 megahertz faster, like the 10105 versus the 10100. Uh, so yeah, if you want Raptor Lake, you got to go with the 13600K or better. Uh, some people might be mad at this, but in reality, it's fine. Intel is basically uncontested in this market. This is one of the problems with AMD just saying, hey, we're, we're not doing budget stuff anymore because then they can do this every generation uh, and just repurpose die if they have surplus laying around. If AMD had options down here at Zen 4, so let's say the $200 this would probably be 220 or something. Um, at most 250, then this one 220, 200, and then let's say like 130, like normal. AMD's got nothing. There's zero competition for these. So it's also going to be kind of funny that they have a 14 core at probably like $200. That's going to, you know, like I said, that's like a marketing gold right there, but they're just not going to be able to do that. Granted, it's not a, not a real. Uh, well, I guess that one's that maybe 229 or whatever. That's to me, that's just a missed opportunity. But if you're a high end gamer, you're going to be buying this level on up anyway. So once again, this is for people needing 240 hertz plus. If, if you're in that camp, you're going to be looking at these anyway. You're not going to be like, hey, we're, give me that $100 CPU to do it. That'd be super nice if that was an option. But they just that that's not a thing yet. Eventually it might if uh, games keep stagnating like they have been. Thirteen six hundred is interesting. I mean, I'm sure for workstation use cases, it might be all right. Both Tom from Moore's Law and Paul said uh, this would not happen, and it's not real. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I, I thought that this was a foregone conclusion because um, everything I heard that this was going to be the case, it just wasn't, uh, we didn't know about the 13600 non-K. We thought maybe that one would still be Raptor Lake. That was the only one that was kind of questionable. Uh, AMD forgot that they're the budget brand. They definitely forgot. But like I said, after chewing on it for a few weeks, uh, this will bite them in the ass. I don't know. See, here's the thing. Like I said, gaming software is becoming so easy to run in terms of platform. Now, granted, you need GPU horsepower. If you're like, I want to run 4K 120, I want to run ray tracing. You need a lot of GPU grunt, but you don't need CPU for that. Like I said, CPU is more determined on your lows. So it's more your frame rate than anything else um, or your frame rate range. 
and 144 just isn't that hard to do. And I just don't think that there's a big enough market. So I'm gonna go ahead and end this poll here because we got, how many of you guys voted? 114 out of 150. So yeah, we got most of you guys voting on this. So 89% don't, um, or 80, 88%, whatever. So 10% of the PC, the hardcore PC enthusiast community is, uh, you know, kind of that needs it. That means the other 90% don't need these things. And so AMD just not targeting the, you know, that market anymore. Is that really a bad idea from a business standpoint? No. Now, personally, I'd rather there be competition because then Intel couldn't do the crap that they're doing. Like we just, like I just showed you guys, if AMD came out with Zen 4 down there, they'd have to be more competitive and actually launch a full lineup. Um, once again, since they're uncontested there, they can basically do whatever they want. But if you think about it, I mean, the 12100 is just such an interesting product because of how cheap it is and how capable it is. It really just shows the fact that you don't need much. Um, and just imagine the 14100 once Meteor Lake comes out, that'll be 100, 120 bucks, just like, you know, they always are. And if that's 20 or 30% faster, now you're talking about like, what, overclocked 10600K level? So almost Zen 4 level for $100? I mean, it, it's just a market that I think AMD realizes that they can't compete. They just can't pump out the volume. They can't go, yeah, we'll just make, you know, five, 10% margins on these, sell millions upon millions of them, um, and then hope that, you know, we can entice people to spend a lot more money. AMD's going, well, we can only make like a million units, period. Um, let's just try to get as much money as possible. So it's more of an argument that they're, you know, we as potential customers should want even more competition. It'd be really nice to have more CPU manufacturers out there because then we'd have people competing at different tiers. But when you only have two options and each of theirs goal is to make as much money as possible, this is the end result. So this is simply just the lack of competition is what we're saying. Um, every developer needs one budget CPU. It makes sense. They got to make sure their stuff works on it. Depends on what games you play. I mean, it's more dependent on what refresh rate. A lot of people like to be like, oh, you need all that. No, CPU, only, the only thing that matters from CPU is frame rate. That's the only thing that correlates. And like I said, I, Spider-Man with ray tracing, 12100, easily hits 120 hertz. Granted, my GPU isn't fast enough for me to go ahead and, you know, go ahead and run it like native 4K or nothing, but the CPU can handle it. It's a $100 CPU. It'll do the job. Um, 3600 is still good enough. 3600 is one of those questionable ones. The 1% lows on Zen 2 is pretty bad. Uh, I personally do not recommend Zen 2 products. Even if you still have one, they're overvalued right now. The smart move would be to sell your 3600 for $120, because that's what they're going for right now. I was just looking at them. And then buying a 5600 for $150. Spring the extra 30 bucks and get something that's substantially better. Uh, who bought Zen 1? I don't think anybody bought Zen until Zen 2. I bought Zen 1 to test it out, and it was it was a glitchy nightmare mess. Um, I got rid of it pretty quick. I'm not going to 
I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like it. I wasn't too big of a fan of Zen. Um, Zen Plus was better, but I wasn't that big of a fan of it. And then I got Zen 2 because it looked like it was a major step up. The trouble is, is like, honestly, Skylake was the way to go until Zen 3. Like, reviewers just kind of misled people, which is the whole reason why I went ahead and did my own testing, because I was pissed. Once I found out how bad Zen 2 really was, it's like, why was nobody saying that this thing is utter trash? There were a few people, but they were very, very small. Um, but yeah, so if you have a Zen 2 chip, they're way overvalued right now. Sell. Sell it now. People are spending way too much money on what you got. So take their money and invest in something good. Zen 3 is very good in comparison. Much, 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 much better. Um, and Zen 4, is. I don't think it's going to be worth it, but that's that's for you. That's up to you to decide. So 12400F uh, still seems the go-to for 4K gaming at 120 hertz after all. You don't even need that high. Like a lot of people like to buy over buy. I need all these cores. You don't need the cores if gaming's all you do. Uh, now, like Paul, he'll be like, I have like all sorts of crap on my computer and, and background tasks and whatnot. Okay, you need more stuff. But from a pure gaming perspective, 120 hertz, 12100 will do it. Um, any Zen 3 will do it. Zen 2 can't do it. That's one of the reasons why I don't recommend Zen 2. Um cannot get 120 hertz uh 1% lows just not fast enough um what else can do it any six core skylake or better will do it uh if you have an overclock four core skylake even that'll probably do it I3 2100 gets around 40 fps on most games <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised yeah, I'd say the 12100 is the spiritual successor to the 2100. And that, yeah, that thing did very well for a very long time. Um, it'd be kind of interesting to see if they're still kicking. I, I could go ahead and pick one up. I think they're like $12 now. Da, da, da. Okay, we got Mike here with a bunch of numbers. He says on Alder Lake bargain prices, 12900K. You think that they're going to get down to 389? That'd be pretty good. Uh, 270 for the 12700K. That's really good. And 199 for the 12600K. 129 for the 12400 and $80 bucks on the 12100. Um, clearing a lot of retail channels. That's going to be the GOAT. If those prices are anywhere near correct, there's simply no reason for Zen 4. Because keep your DDR4, get yourself $120 to $150 motherboard, pick up one of those because it's going to do everything zen 4 can do if you need the high refresh gaming basically i i see the 12th gen as like intel's new 2000 series you know the uh you know like the 2100 2600k 2500k those things lasted forever i think we're kind of there again until software starts taking off uh, and just become something that we haven't seen before, which I just don't see that happening being limited by the current gen consoles. We'll need new consoles before that happens. Um, so yeah, for gaming, you just don't need it. Uh, Intel's new gens can't handle AVX 512 because of the scheduler. Yeah, there's that's one of those weird things. Um, if I get sampled for Raptor Lake, I'm actually going to talk to them about that because it doesn't seem like Raptor Lake has AVX 512 included which is something that they 100% will absolutely need. 
Uh, but they could also just turn it back on on Alder Lake as well. I mean, all the chips are designed to do it. Um, I don't know why that there's not just a BIOS feature. AVX512 enabled, and then it just auto-disables e-cores. <laughs> why can't I have my cake and eat it too? If I want AVX512, I understand that there's a trade-off. But let me use the feature that's supposed to be there. Honestly, I think that's a potential lawsuit because they launched with AVX512 support touted, and then they take it away. Uh, they need to give that back. Skylake 1% lows, tank and battlefield. I doubt it. Not if you tune your RAM. See, that that's the thing. If you're using crappy, laggy RAM, that's what's killing your 1% lows, not the CPU. Usually the CPU is not the problem. It's usually the RAM on 1% lows. There won't be a reason to disable e-cores with the 13th gen doubling of the cache. Uh, they're not doubling the cache. L2, uh, which is faster than L3. Uh, it's 67% more L2 and 20% more L3. Uh, I was hoping to use 12400F for both gaming, emulation, and media stuff. Yeah, that should work just fine. Um, let me pull up my thing. Up. I don't remember what the 12400 did in RPCS3 because you mentioned emulation. Let me see. I think it was pretty damn good. There we go. We got that. This isn't the right one. Oh, that's my 5800X, not the X3D, which has like all of them in it. All right, let's jump this on over. So the 12400. Um, actually, we don't need that. We just need the emulation. RPCS3. That's the ticket. That's the one we want. Okay, so. All right, so we go down here, just straight out of the box with junk RAM. You're getting 53 on your 1% lows. Matches the 12100, so that might be the way to go. Um, and then if you go ahead and tune your RAM, you go ahead and get up to 57. Now, with the VRR display, this is going to be just fine. Um, you're basically on par with the X3D. 5800X3D is in this range. And you're definitely better than stock Zen 3. That's why, like, these CPUs I just don't recommend for this type of application. This is too low for me. Um, this is close enough. With VRR, it's fine. Like, even this probably be okay. But you got to tune your RAM, even on the X3D, to, to get there to the okay level. Uh, obviously, ideally, you want this because then you got plenty of headroom. Even if you hit some sequence that's even more demanding, you'll still stay around that 60 FPS range. So that's why, like right now, and this is without AVX 512. Now, I'm expecting Zen 4 to be like up here, like 93. Uh, it's going to do really good. And if Intel does not have AVX 512, they're not going to be able to compete in this application, I don't think. Back there, do that. Uh, e cores double the L2 cache. Yeah, I'm I'm still not going to recommend it, but I don't recommend Windows 11 either, and I probably never will. It's one of those. Uh, there's just no need for it. So the e cores to me are just basically L3 cache hogs. Now Connor did. Uh, he showed me his numbers, and uh, he finished up his testing. He did a lot of games. You know, he did, what was it, 
twelve nine hundred K did eight eight plus eight with hyper threading, eight plus eight without hyper threading. Uh, and then he did just eight cores with hyper threading and eight cores without hyper threading. And the fastest one is eight cores, no e cores, uh, no hyper threading. So just eight thread CPU was the fastest. For gaming, this has always been the case. You don't really want more than eight threads because Windows sucks. You just can't handle it. Um, that's why four core eight threads still do really well because it can still saturate everything that basically Windows can handle, uh, even though it's not the fastest at it because they're not real cores. But that's why that's still good enough. And eight core eight thread is probably going to be the most optimal situation for a very, very long time. JVidia, welcome, buddy. Welcome, welcome. Microsoft needs you to get Windows. Exactly. Microsoft needs it. I don't need it. I don't need that in my life. Um, they didn't advertise AVX 512. I'm pretty sure that they did with Alder Lake. Yeah, they didn't for Raptor Lake. Uh, Mike saying Veramir surplus and Alder Lake surplus clearance prices into Raphael and Raptor Lake uh, ramp will sell like hotcakes plus uh, attached to Ampere surplus and RDNA too. Uh, good deals all around. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the real takeaway here is, you know, these guys are gonna have a really tough time selling you this new stuff because the old stuff, number one, does everything that you need. Uh, and if they lower the prices enough, like why don't we just do that the only people that really need a new graphics card we'll switch over to graphics cards now because cpu i can beat on it all day but i'm gonna do videos basically showing you why you don't need <laughs> a new cpu if you have anything modern uh zen 2 is the only one that's questionable zen 1 and zen plus you want to upgrade those are just way too weak uh but on the intel side if you have anything skylake four core eight thread or newer unless you're doing more than gaming you don't really need to upgrade. Um, and then if you get old HEDT stuff, that stuff's still going too. But so CPU side's basically a big fat nothing burger. GPUs is where things are going to get interesting. But like I just mentioned, let's use the 3080 Ti as an example. Okay, so most of you guys don't have that level of performance. Um, I'd say that that's pretty good 4K 60 card. Uh, I would assume that you guys, most of you guys would agree there. Definitely can handle that on the vast majority of titles that aren't complete dog shit in terms of optimization. Which means you can do 1440p, 120, 144, no problem. And you can definitely blow past that at 1080p. So really the only people that need a new graphics card are 4K 120 plusers and people that want ray tracing, particularly at native res. So... Those are the two categories that really could benefit from the next generation. So like what Mike's saying, most people are just gonna be like, well, I can just get a 3080 Ti for like $450. That's a lot better than whatever they want for the 3090. And it's still going to do everything that you want. Um, of course, there's going to be the people that just want the fastest because reasons. And that's fine, too. But. Uh, I think that these guys are just going to find it very, very difficult to get people on the on board with the new stuff. AMD will have an easier time because their ray tracing is supposed to be much better on RDNA 3. And for people interested in that, may 
you know, want to go with AMD cards, but up until now have only had NVIDIA as an option. So that might help them a little bit. But I can't see NVIDIA pulling a rabbit out of their hat some new magical feature that makes you want the 4000 series over the 3000 series. And even if they did, this would ostracize a lot of people that just recently got a 3000 series card because, you know, they just recently became available at reasonable prices. So I don't see that happening either. Now, let's see what you guys got to say on some of this. Uh, a 12400 should be good for our PCS3. Just can't really run uh, the really, really hard stuff. Um, you can. Like I said, you want VRR if you want to hit 60. Now, it'll definitely do, you know, the stock standard 30 FPS that the game's designed to run at. It'll breeze through that one. See, you guys are still talking about CPUs. CPUs are... Like I said, I, I most, mostly did the testing myself more as a check for all the information that we've been fed over the past few years. And honestly, the mainstream guys just aren't doing a good job. It was, it was pretty much the takeaway from that one. Um, I did find it kind of funny, like where performance really lands between the CPUs. And then realistically, I'm using that information for myself. Um, I'm doing building custom PCs for a lot of people here recently. Just set up a website. I'm going to that's going to slowly evolve into a real business, I think. So I need to know what offers the best value at every price point. And uh, so basically, it was just information that I wanted. And then you guys were along for the ride. But realistically, when it comes to gaming, almost anything will be able to do it. And if you're cool with 60 FPS or better, I mean, the 12, six or the 2600 K can still handle that. Uh, waiting for RTX 4080 to replace 2080 Super. That's fair. Performance bump between those two should be pretty damn significant. But once again, it's like, what does your 2080 not do that you need? Um, 3080 Ti level performance is coming down uh, a price tier next gen for both. CPU brands, flight sims continue to improve uh, from better CPUs playing those in VR. Yeah, so we're going, yeah, so 240 hertz, you can throw VR in with that. It's, it's just super niche. Um, if GPUs are worth fun to tinker with, then I would talk about GPUs, but everything is so locked down. Yeah, that really sucks. I mean, you can mod the crap out of it, but then, you know, I know you guys like your warranties and stuff. Um, because that's out the window. Can't even change voltage nor timings anymore. Yeah, well, that's because they're segmenting everything so so finely. It's like 5% faster for 10% more money. Hmm, do you need that 5%? Well, this one only gets 144 FPS, and that one gets 151. That's what I'm saying. Like, frame rate target, your monitor should determine what you buy, both CPU and GPU. What frame rate do you need and what resolution? That's, it's really that simple. That's how I base my recommendations on my custom builds. What type of games are we playing? Are we competitive, uh, casual competitive, professional competitive? That's what I ask. It's like, are you getting paid or not? Because if you're not getting paid for it, then you're just a casual. Um, and then it's like, do you play, you know, just AAA games, ray tracing, like that sort of stuff. 
And that's just what I base my recommendations off of. But it's mostly resolution and frame rate, and that determines CPU and GPU. Uh, Chris, what is a great 12th gen CPU with high clocks or Intel AGDT? Um, you can overclock any of the K SKUs. They all hit 5.1, 5.2, no problem. Now, if you're trying to hit like six gigahertz, you got to wait for Raptor Lake. I don't know, Chris, you should try Uncharted 2, God of War 3, Metal Gear 4. Uh, it's not running 60 FPS constantly on 12400. Bet my life on it. Yeah, but some of those games don't actually run right. You also have to check to see if they're green. So, like, games that aren't green aren't going to run well. It's that simple. Uh, that's why I use uh, Resistance Fall of Man. It, it's in the green. I think that means it's, like, it's not perfect. There's one level above it. But it's it's close to perfect. Most of those games are, are not there yet. So it's more on the emulator at that point, not so much your processor. If you just want to brute force stuff because, I mean, you can. But honestly, your smart move is just to wait for them to update the thing, and then, then it'll work. The biggest thing for our PCS3 is the AVX 512. And uh, Intel's kind of shit in the bed on that one. So I may end up recommending AMD for people in that... that uh, thing just stick to crt 80 hertz and you're good well mine does 120 hertz so <laughs> i'm still gonna want my 120 fps uh mostly for rtx at stable 60 fps and 1080p uh play mostly competitive games and AAA single player games okay i'm fairly certain a 3080 ti level card will handle that that's what I'm saying. So, like, if those are, like, $400, $450, it's going to be really tough for these guys to get you guys to buy into it and, uh, you know, buy the next-gen stuff. I really think that these guys are really screwed for a bit. Because I'm going to recommend 12th-gen for virtually every use case for probably the, the next two or three years until there's another $100 CPU that's significantly faster than a 12100. Why wouldn't I keep recommending that? Or... 12400 12, is in that weird spot. It's If you're going to go for the 12400, just get the 12600K. So the way that I look at it, if you need more performance than a 12100, you're better off just getting the 12600K because it's like 60 bucks more, and then the motherboard's like $50 more. So it's about an extra $100, but it's like 30% faster. So for me, it's like 12100, 12600K, and nothing in the middle really makes sense. On the AMD side, the uh, 5600 is about 12100 level. That's a good option. And then 5800X3D on the other side. They have nothing in between at this point, too. Uh, Donkey, thank you for the five. Got to get Daz a 3D printer. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, 3D printers are helpful. My buddy, who I borrowed the 3090 from, he's got one. And uh, for my son's birthday, I'm going to, we're doing like a, despicable me theme so we're gonna dress the kid up as a little minion and i was gonna be grew and you can't find just like a long kind of like beaks type nose so i was like hey can you 3d print one of these things for me and he's like yeah no problem super handy super handy uh 13 just 12 no need to upgrade. exactly that you're, you're better off saving the money and getting the 12100. That, that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, the 13600K, 
for me to recommend that over the 12 600k it would need to be at least 30 percent faster i just don't see that happening i'm thinking 15 percent um within reason you know there's gonna be people like under ln2 you can do like eight trillion gigahertz no who gives a crap you can do eight trillion gigahertz on anything under ln2 um it's under you know like 1.3 1.25 volt condition you know normal everyday conditions i just don't see it being that much faster maybe one 200 megahertz faster just due to node optimizations and the extra cash so i'm thinking like I said, 10% faster. It's just not going to be worth it over a, a CPU that's virtually the same speed for, what, $50 to $100 less or more. Uh, how much extra single core performance do you think you'll need to emulate PS3 perfectly at 60 FPS in all titles? Probably four, fourfold. You'll need about four times the performance that you have today to get everything at 60 fps locked so it's a very long time from now it'll happen but we're ways out i think uh on that one but yeah so never seeing a dip below 60 yeah there's a lot the flip side that's using the emulator as it sits today and basically brute forcing it now they could come out with an update that optimizes, you know, a lot of the games that don't run well, and then poof, that throws that out the window, and maybe today's CPUs are just fine. That's what I'm saying. Like, it makes more sense to wait for the emulator to mature instead of you trying to buy hardware to make the thing do what it can't right now. You spending more money is not the solution. Let the community develop the thing. Uh, so, like, if a game that you want to play doesn't run well, just don't play that game for a while. You know, maybe come back six months or a year, try it then. And then if it's working, cool. If it's not, you know, go on a forum and be like, hey, get my game working. I want to play this. Still rocking i7-4790K, 4-core 8-thread, 4 gigahertz. Yeah, man. I mean, it's still, if you're gaming at 60 FPS plus, that's probably still getting you there. There are crap games like Cyberpunk that may be a bit of a problem, but realistically, that game's got issues with GPU and everything else, so uh will you do your hair as well i don't even know what you're talking about pelican damn big jump yeah like we need in reality we need the software to mature not the other way around don't don't try to buy something to make a thing that just can't do it do it i mean it's silly to do that um but most games that i've tried can on alder lake will do 60 fps and that's without the avx 512 so Zen 4 is going to be able to do it real good if they're smart and bring back AVX 512 on Alder and Raptor Lake. Like I said, all they have to do is just disable E-Cores when you turn it on. Um, then, I mean, any of those CPUs would be great for it. I really want to try the 11 series because that has AVX 512 as well. They're really cheap. The motherboards are super cheap. I just got a Z590 board for $70 shipped brand new. So imagine like pairing that with like a brand new 11600K for like 150 bucks. I seen them for 163 at Best Buy a few days ago. I was like, oh, should I buy one just just for shits and giggles and testing it? I didn't do it. It went off sale. I'm like, it'll go back on sale this holiday season. But you think about it like that's like two what $230 for your CPU and board. Um, and I'm betting that thing will dominate some emulation. 
So that might actually be the goat for people that are like, emulation's a priority for me. Uh, Cole, thank you for the five. He said, Chris, I just got a 5600X and 6700 XT for, for my seven-year-old. Uh, 1080p, 60 hertz monitor. Temps are great. Um, one or the other uh, had to come first. I got you. So you couldn't do the monitor at the same time. But you're planning on doing the monitor because th that would be absurd overkill. Um, was it? I, I just picked up some gigabyte 1080p monitors. As I mentioned before, gigabytes is on sale. Uh, 1080p, 170 hertz. And they were like 150 bucks on Newegg. So that would be a pretty good pairing with that, I would think. Or you can do like the two, uh, 1440p, 144s. Those are like $250. Um, but I don't use AVX 512 extension. Well, then you, you don't need it. <laughs> then that's not a big deal for you. What specs do you recommend for Halo Master Chief Collection? Well, I'm going to be playing. Actually, that's one of the perks if you're part of the bunker. So if you hit the little join button down below, become a member, you get access to the Discord. Um, for my birthday later this month, we're going to be doing a Halo tournament between the guys. And uh, I'm thinking about... I got stuff here. Get that crap away. John Collins sent this over. Thank you, John. I am planning on doing videos on this, by the way. Uh, this is a 780Ti. So I'm thinking I'm going to use this. And then maybe the 2600K. You know, little little retro combo. But yeah, that's all you need for 120 FPS. At least 1080p. Um, if you go up to 4K, I think you might need like a 970 or... Uh, Maybe a 980 or something. Like you don't need you don't need anything for that game. There's a nice Z590 board for 55 bucks. That won't sell in my area. Sheesh. See, Cole, when I see deals like that, I go. Brian from Tech Yes and I kind of have the same brain, and it's like I can make money on that. Like I I couldn't let that slide if it was in my area. I'd be like. I'll spend the money on a CPU. Like I'll spend the other like 800 bucks on the parts, throw it all together and then turn a profit. Cause that's got built in. That's, that's a $50 built in profit right there. Especially since you know, you could haggle them down at least like 40 or something. Uh, what time would we be playing? All right, let me look this up. My wife is actually giving me the, birthday present of taking the kids out of town for a couple days so i figure we'll play then um probably the 29th could be the 30th it'll be the 29th or the 30th and then since those are weekdays i'll probably do the evening so say like 8 p.m eastern standard time something like that that'll be the thing there's a, a channel in the discord for the halo tournament so if you want to join in just go in there and be like i'm on board i'll do like a head count because I think the most we can get in there is like 16. I think I only got like five people signed up right now, but the closer it gets, I think more people will be on board. And if you don't have MCC, uh, spend the buck and get Game Pass, and then you can play too. All right, just reading what you guys got going on here. Uh, wouldn't an AVX2 CPU be better as a minimum CPU. 
Not really. Not really. It doesn't really benefit gaming that much. Especially not like Halo. Hey, I mean, Halo's ancient, man. Um, my little girl is... What just happened? Audio streams, bitrate... Oh, shut up. YouTube's yelling at me. Oh, 11700K is poor man's 5800X. Uh, actually aged very well compared to early GN hub comparisons. Um, yeah, I, I... Part of me wants to get the 11700K and just see how long that thing lives. And uh, I was thinking about doing videos, just calling it the forgotten generation, because... Nobody really cared about 11th gen, but like I said, I think for emulation, it'd be pretty good. And I think the IPC bump will probably help in the future as well. Um, so this is from uh, Latro. He's saying, my little girl is two. She does like watching me play games. Uh, her mom might not be happy with me handing her a controller. That's fair. Uh, I'm waiting until my son is three. And I got him a uh, analog Super NT. That's going to be for his Christmas present. And we got, you know, a bunch of old Super Nintendo cartridges. Start him off on that. Um, I was three years old when I got an NES. I didn't know how to handle the damn thing. It took me a while to figure it out. So I'm like, eh, going younger than that, just I don't think that that would be uh, too good. But, hey, everybody's kid's different. What do we think of the 6700 non-XT GPU? For me, it's a hard pass. I just picked up a 6700 XT for $340 last night. So I'll take the extra two gigs of RAM and better everything else. I, I mean, real, really for the AMD side, it's RX 6600 and 6700 XT and pretty much nothing in between unless you get like a super deal because usually you're going to pay a lot more for like a 6700 XT or 6600 XT, I mean, uh, over the 6600. I think it's like 280 for the XT model and they're like 200 for the non-XT model. It's not worth almost a 50% price jump uh, or a 40, it is a 40% price jump for, for that level of performance. So really it's just got to go to the next tier. The 6700s, as far as I can see, are still on price parity about where the 6700 uh, XTs are now. All right, so I tried doing this. Let, let's go ahead and jump on over here. So we were going to talk about the RTX 4090 leaks. To be honest, I'm not super excited about this card. Uh, it's gonna be announced in like two weeks or something. That's when we can start talking about it. I don't think NVIDIA is going to put a price tag on it, though. I think we're going to get another launch with no MSRP, personally. Um, but anyways, this is placeholder pricing for RTX 4090 is here. So basically, somebody just made up a price and threw it up on a website because they'll be announced soon, like I said, in about two weeks, and then they'll probably throw up their pre-orders. Um, but they threw it up at 4270 This is Australian dollars, I believe. Um, and then this comes out to being 2,600 USD or something. Um, I guess that was a different one that they had up. Okay. So how, how much was this one? 2,916 is basically what it comes out to being if you convert it to USD. Okay. All right. So let me see. Do I have anything else that ties in? I don't. So 
Let's have a chat about this. Are these going to be expensive? Sure. Can they get away with three grand? Mm -mm. Like I just said, they might be able to do 2000 And the main reason for that is the performance is going to be substantially better than anything that's out now. So even if you have a 3090 Ti running at 750 watts, this thing's still going to be 30 to 40% faster than that, drawing less power. So there's going to be almost, and they won't have competition yet either because they'll launch this thing first. So yeah, they might milk the early adopters um, because it's NVIDIA and they know that they can. Basically, they'll do what AMD is doing with Zen 4. Um, you know, the people that just can't wait for Zen 4 3D, I'll buy it now and I'll upgrade later. That one hurts my brain. But, you know, there's a lot of those people out there. And uh, yeah, so I can see this maybe going for two. But unless they make it like some sort of limited edition thing, I can't see them getting three grand for this. Not as prices of everything else are in the toilet like they are. It just wouldn't be worth it. I might get excited for a 4080 if priced right. I don't think that that one's going to be the one. It's going to be... Honestly, they're going to have to go really, really cheap on the 4070 on down. Or just get excited for current gen stuff on discount. Like I said, those are going to be the, the real deals. Um, especially if like we keep hoping for, you know, that mining flood that still hasn't happened yet. Um, it may never happen, but if that happens, we're talking like $200, 30 nineties, like in the toilet pricing. Uh, cause there's just not that many buyers out there for this stuff. And that's why prices are still falling. Even with Nvidia being like, Oh, we're, we're kind of good where prices are now. They're still falling and Nvidia can't control any of that. Uh, in the USA, all is cheap. Yeah, okay. We're the world's number one largest food producer, and that's up, I don't know, like 45% over the past couple of years. Man, YouTube is just annoying. It's like, hey, look at this thing that has nothing to do with anything. Da-da-da-da. Man, you guys really want to talk about CPUs. This is literally the most boring thing in the world. For a pure gaming box, 12100 For high refresh gaming, 12600 And you can go way cheaper if you want to get secondhand, like, old Xeons. The only thing that you don't want to buy is old Ryzen's. They are way too expensive. They're way too slow, and they cost way too much money. Ryzen 5600, however, is almost as much as a Ryzen 3600 used. So, buy that. Yeah, it looks like none of you guys are really that interested in the GPU stuff. It's actually hilarious. Uh, here we go. We got one. Uh, there was a deal today for 6700 non-XT here in the UK. Sub 300. Seems like a good deal. There you go. That's actually not too bad. Barton, <laughs> I love CPUs. I love them too once they're like sub $30. Because you can get... Like, every CPU you've ever wanted will eventually be so cheap that you're like, man, is it worth buying this motherboard for 60 bucks to run it? Um, that's when they get fun to play with. But, yeah, from a pure gaming perspective, 
boring. Any good motherboards for the 12100F? The 12100 will run on any motherboard. You want to go with a B series though, at the very least, so you can tune your memory. You do get a substantial uplift with tuned memory. Uh, I need a full PC upgrade very soon. I'm interested in CPU. It's it's not that hard. Um, 12 series. Until the 5800X3D is under two, uh, under $300, it, that's off the table. And AMD offers nothing else for high performance. Uh, if you want to go with, you know, mainstream performance, which is 144 hertz on down, um, get the 5600 if you want to go AMD. Uh, 4000 series plus new CPUs. It's the power supply I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually debating on upgrading my power supply for my test bench, and I'm like, no, no. If anything draws that much power, I'm just not going to buy it. I just won't use it. All right. Well, you guys are interested in the CPU news. Let's go ahead and jump on over. We got one more here. We got ourselves some CPU news. So this is the Ryzen 7600X tested in Cinebench R23 with the AMD Core Performance Boost disabled. All right, so the initial data from viewers on AMD's slowest Zen 4. I like how they always like to say this. All Zen 4 CPUs, at least for gaming, will perform the same, um, assuming that you tune your systems because all, the only difference between them will be clock speed. But anyways, uh, blah, 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 where is it? I just want the numbers, guy. This is on an X670E with, D this is the important one. So DDR5, 6,000. So this is what everybody's saying is, this is the sweet spot. I guarantee you not every chip's gonna hit this. This is gonna be like hitting uh, 2,000 F clock, I think, with Zen 3, which most people don't even think's a thing, but I've done it. So it is doable, but it's that rare. Um, maybe this is like 3,800 on Zen 3, but we'll see. Um, and this is on a dual fan AIO kit. Oop, get out of here. Go down here. So then we have, with the uh, core boost thing off, we're getting 1681. And then with it on, you're getting 1920. If we take a look here, and I hate how they, they have these all these other leak ones. It's like, let's just look at these leaks and look at what actually exists. So at 1920, that's coming in pretty good. That's coming in at basically 5.2 Alder Lake level because uh, that's that's the only reason why this number is higher than these is just because it runs at a higher frequency. So this number would be the same if you ran this at 5.2. So basically that's pretty impressive on the single thread and uh, a little bit better than I was anticipating. Now, where was the caveat on here? So we got this thing, blah, 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 blah. Where is it? So hardware info readouts. So when you don't use it, so when you get the slower number, it runs pretty cool. It doesn't draw a lot of power. However, when you run it at the good number, the Alder Lake number, you get up to 110 watts. That's its readout. It's probably pulling more than that. Uh, and 92C at 5.45 gigahertz. So remember, this is on a dual fan AIO. Where was that? That was up here somewhere. Here we go. Dual fan AIO. You're getting 92 Celsius and 110 watts. Now, the reason why I bring that up and I highlighted this is from my own personal testing and experience. 
So, a lot of people don't realize DDR5 means way more heat on your CPU. So, to run the high frequency stuff. So, I had to buy a new cooler for my test system to get the 6400 working. I can get the 6400 kit working at stock CPU, but not at overclock CPU. Because you have to get your SOC voltage, or on Intel, it's the system agent voltage, so high to run those frequencies that it's very difficult to cool. I just can't keep the thing cool. I had to buy a 360 millimeter AIO just to run benchmarks for one video. That's insane. So AMD is going to be in the exact same boat. It just seems like they're hitting that wall earlier. So I'm talking about 6,400 megahertz versus, uh, you know, 6,000. Intel's going to go ahead and go even faster in the future. I think realistically, the main reason to go with something like Raptor Lake over Alder Lake is if you want to go with the DDR5 and get the faster stuff. Same thing with the Z790. But if you're sticking with DDR4, you just don't need to worry about this stuff on the Intel side. Um, the RAM doesn't run that hot. Um, it's, it's just better, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, these Intel or these AMD chips are going to run extremely hot if you run at what they're showing you in the slides. And you're going to need a minimum of a 360 millimeter AIO. That's bare minimum. You may need a custom loop to properly run these things. So yeah, AMD literally showing you guys the best case scenario uh, on those slides there. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm really interested to see if they get called out for this, but in reality, it just doesn't matter. The things in the platform are just too expensive, in my opinion. But I just found that interesting that now other people are seeing DDR5 run so much hotter. Wait, I thought 6,000 was standard for DDR5. No, it's 4,800 is standard. Fairly certain. No, on AMD says 5,200 for the Zen 4s. 5,200 is what they say you should be running your DDR5 at. Raptor Lake has bumped up from 4,800 on Alder Lake to 5,600. But yeah, neither company is saying 6,000 is standard. For AMD, 6,000 is their best case scenario uh, for the most part. Unless you get Godbin sample, you might get 6,200. Um, Alder Lake, you can go up to 7,600. If you have the right motherboard and the right RAM and the right cooling, Um but that's going to get substantially easier. And I think 7,600 is going to be the sweet spot. 3,800 is really the sweet spot on DDR4. 76, just double it. 7,600 will probably be the sweet spot for DDR5. Goal 41, thank you so much for the 50 pesos. He said, uh, already had a Ryzen 3600 at 1.4 volts. That's pretty high. Uh, double tower cooler, not, uh, not pretty, barely kept the heat down. Opted uh, not to do, do it anymore. Well, 1.4 volts is too much on amd 135 is kind of the top limits uh i like 1325 that that was kind of the sweet spot for me like it ran real cool you can get the highest frequencies or thereabouts maybe 100 megahertz under um alder lake from what i'm seeing the sweet spot is actually one point like two seven because every uh 100 millivolts drops temperatures a lot and uh, like my 10 or my 12600K will do 5.2 at 1.27. Uh, the 12700K, I can get 5.0 uh, at 1.26. And that, that just keeps the heat in check. <laughs> There's Connor. Connor's the DDR5 hype train guy. 
Um, but you're also water cooling your RAM. So you're kind of in that level. And yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff there for, for the people that want to do that stuff. But for gaming, you don't need any of this stuff. Oh, why don't they make computer cases out of refrigerators and freezers? Uh, condensation is a problem. They, they make phase change coolers, which is the closest thing you're going to get to that. That's why I'm not excited for CPUs right now. Too hot, too much power. Well, that's just the way that they're going to go with this stuff. But there's also, like I said, there's just no need for it for the average person. The average person is going to have a 144 or 165 hertz on down display. Uh, they're going to play games occasionally. They're not getting paid, so they're not... In my mind, you're not competitive unless you're getting paid. Uh, you're just playing a video game. <laughs> and, you know, just having fun with friends. I would hope, anyway. Um, so it's not really competitive. It's just for shits and giggles. And then, uh, yeah, it just... Most people... And, and that's most of you guys, you know? You just like tinkering with shit, which is the, the slight difference between you and the average Joe who's just playing Call of Duty with his buddies right now. You guys are just slightly more interested in it, but the diminishing returns there are just... We're way past that when it comes to CPUs and RAM and all that crap. Uh, the Spider-Man thing that Steve highlighted wasn't so much showing that DDR5 is really good. It's more he's using shit DDR4 and he needs to change his methodology. That's what I got from his video. A lot of people didn't agree with me, but the people that actually understand this stuff are like, yeah, that's 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 what needs to happen. Um, I imagine that AMD fanboys will attempt to justify the increases in temperature. Well, yeah, you know, we're helping global warming. So, you know, good on AMD. No, uh, I love how AMD was coming out there going, yeah, we're going to be the most efficient... We, we have process node advantage again. Throw that out there. We're drawing more power than ever. Let's put it this way. AMD is telling you that you're going to get 29% more performance. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to use their own numbers. We take 170 divided by 105. So you're getting 29% more performance for 62% more power. And that's using their official numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the balls to say that we're doing good. Get out of here. Um, when you can't increase performance, uh, organically push clock. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the node increases just aren't giving them as much as they used to. And it's the same thing on GPUs. That's why they keep getting hotter and louder. Uh, Celso has been talking about that for a long time. He's like, there's nowhere to go but draw more power. These guys are running out of tricks. Their architectures and stuff are so refined. Well, AMD's maybe still has a little, a few things here. That's why, to me, Alder Lake was such a big deal, was Intel didn't switch architectures because they kind of hit that sweet spot with Skylake. It's like, for, for gaming, you know, desktop work, you know, not a workstation CPU, but, you know, uh, basically the eight core on down level, they kind of nailed it. Like they had the latencies and everything where they needed to be. They had uh, memory controllers were where they needed to be. That's why they didn't switch architectures. You know, once Ice Lake came out and Tiger Lake came out because it just wasn't as good. The only reason why they did Rocket Lake is because they needed something else. And that didn't work out for them. 
in reality. All they had to do was just drop 10th gen in price. But Alder Lake is like a massive step up. Yeah, they did have the node shrink, which allowed them to throw more cash on there without taking a latency hit. And yeah, that that helped out a lot. But they re-architected that thing and got insane amounts of performance. The IPC uplift from Skylake to Alder Lake is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I would like to probably test that myself, but I've heard as much as 20% um, over Zen 3, and that was already like 20% over Skylake. So you compound that like 50% IPC uplift or something. I'd like to check that stuff out. But at the end of the day, that's not going to happen all the time. That's going to be very, very rare moving forward on either side. Uh, AMD pulled the rabbit out of their hat with RDNA 2. I don't think that there's another rabbit in there with RDNA 3. They're going to push higher clocks. They're going to push bigger, more silicon, basically. But who knows? These guys are just running out of tricks. Uh, in the channel, the term for users who tune, it's called passion, passionate users. Uh, and it comes out of the Asian component sellers. I, I don't know, man. I call them cheap. It's like, Chris, why do you tune an overclock? Because I'd rather buy the cheaper thing and make it run faster than the faster thing. Like, I can make a 12600K beat the snot out of a 12900K KS. So why would I want to spend all that money on that thing when I can buy the cheap thing and it's faster? It's the same argument I have against the 5800X3D. It's like, yeah, it's the lazy man's way out. And for some people, that'll make some sense. But I'm, I'm the cheap bastard. Like, give me the $200 chip that's faster. Da, da, da. Let's see here. DDR6 plus uh, CXL is the next big upgrade. I don't know, Mike. I, I, I think for the average desktop user, I'm pretty sure um, memory bandwidth is over. I think we're done. I think DD Honestly, I think for the average person, 8-core, 16-thread, any CPU that meets that, that there's an 8-core of, um, I mean, Haswell or newer, because you do have the newer instruction sets. I think that's the only reason to upgrade CPUs in the future, is newer instruction sets will make things more efficient. Because uh, you don't need higher clock speeds, you don't need higher RAM, you don't need more RAM, you don't, you don't need any of this stuff. Um, better power efficiency is about all we could ask for which laptop side that's getting pretty good that's why you're seeing mini pcs getting far more interesting because they're getting far more power efficient so yeah there's there's just not a lot of need for any of this stuff anymore faster gpus only help with those few niche cases um i i love the argument that games in the future will be faster or require more okay well we'll wait till those come out and we'll see until they're a thing, they don't exist. There's no point in buying something for something that doesn't exist. It's like saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy this race car because they said that they'll put a track in behind my house. 30 years later, it's like, when are you putting that track in? Oh, we decided not to do that, you know? Kind of silly. Uh, DDR6 will go to server first. Well, duh, everything goes to server first. Everything because they pay $10,000 for, for something that you're like, yeah, maybe I'll give you 100 for it. Uh, hope devs optimize me. 
optimize me for PC. Um, that's just a wishful thought. Yeah, they never optimize for PC. There's actually zero benefit for a game developer to optimize for PC other than they just want to make the game better. So let's use Doom Eternal, for example, for either of the new Doom games. Those ran great on almost everything. Um, and everybody loved the game. And the game is known as a great game, but the game is an awful benchmark. So none of the tech guys really use it because who gives a shit if it's 8,000 FPS versus 7,600 FPS? Nobody cares. Um, they threw the ray tracing in there to try to make it relevant, but it wasn't that since the game wasn't designed for ray tracing everybody's like, turn that shit off and keep your frame rate. So yeah, the hardware guys like the junk games like cyberpunk because they're janky AF and those things are going to be used for benchmarks for years to come. It's like the excuse is if you want to play this jank ass game, this is the crazy ass hardware you need. Um, I'm thinking I might actually do a benchmark. Like when I benchmark something, I'm going to do two sets. Like I'll do two videos and one's going to be the jank ass games that nobody cares about. And then the other one's going to be what people give a shit about. <laughs> and then you're going to see like no difference on, on the good games that people care about. And then you're going to just see the jank ass games. Um, I, I just think that they need to be separated, but there's a lot of incentive because people buy more hardware, more GPUs, more CPUs, faster RAM, um, for the developers, their stuff gets mentioned all the time on all of these videos. So if the game's not going to sell very well, you might as well have it promoted constantly for free. So there's literally zero incentive for virtually anybody to put out a product that's not broken. That's the world we live in. When you sit down and think about it, it's actually pretty sad. Uh, 10k. I paid over 100k for GPUs in a server. Now, GPUs there is in plural. A singular GPU should not be costing you more than about twenty thousand dollars. Either that or Jensen's just like, hey, this guy has too much money. Because uh, I believe that's what the A100 sells for: twenty grand, fifteen to twenty, something like that. They won't optimize for PC because players play at wildly different settings. They can handicap. Uh, Xbox Series X at 60 FPS call a day. There's that too. Um, but like I said, there's far more benefits for these guys to just release janky shit. Uh, Mike, Chris, that's a good point. What I'm thinking is uh, disaggregated compute, ability of, the, uh, of a game once loaded into the GPU only to call a CPU, for example, in main memory call. Okay. Um, so you're just saying let the GPU run everything. I mean, that's kind of what I th think we're going towards. We're just a little ways out. I mean, eventually we're going to get to the point where your like $200 graphics card is 32 or 64 gigs of VRAM. We're, once again, we're outpacing the software so fast. Um, basically no games are ever going to need that much RAM. <laughs> so they're going to have to find a use case for it. And I think that might be one of it. And basically just let the, you know, slipstream everything from the SSD directly to the GPU and let the GPU do everything. I actually do think that that's probably the direction we're going. And then basically the only compute, the, the only component in your system that matters will be your SSD speed. And then, you know, your graphics horsepower.
Uh, Cyberpunk might be a, a might be jank, but people buying PC hardware just to play exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like every single time, uh, you know, these difficult to run games. I mean, Crisis was the same thing. I would just argue that Crisis was a different experience. Like I can't really remember any quasi open world type games like that. It wasn't just for the visuals, but the gameplay was definitely different. Um. And they put out a demo, so this way you could test it out to see if you liked the game first. But, uh, you know, that that was 100% the reason why people spent money on hardware. Yeah, so it's in the hardware guy's best interest for these games to be jank as fuck, too. And guess who sponsors these things? There's always an NVIDIA or an Intel or an AMD logo at the beginning of almost every big game nowadays um, because game development is so expensive. And, uh, you know, these guys are... You don't think that these guys are throwing code in there? I mean, it's been proven that NVIDIA has been nerfing performance in games because they paid the developer to do it. Uh, Cole, thank you so much for the five. He said, so is Radeon giving up the performance crown and market share gain? Uh, They're just maximizing profit, same market share uh, with those dies. Yeah, AMD has no interest in gaining market share. Not on the segment that we care about. They care about the server side that's really where they're going to push they really want to gain there that's what got their company to as valuable as it is so from their perspective they're gaining market share where it matters and then they're just going to maximize profit on everything else and technically they're not wrong that's the way to go so the trouble on the gpu side is you don't have any budget options but you have second hand that's why I'm thinking we're kind of getting to the point where two two generations back on CPU is going to be the, the way to go. Um, it already kind of is. Uh, I count Zen 3 as two generations ago. I mean, they skipped a year. So it's basically two gens ago. So for AMD, 5000 series is still going to be the way to go. And then, you know, if you go with uh, 11th gen, 10th or 11th gen, that's gonna it's gonna do the same thing as the newer stuff, except for those super highly competitive guys. So two gens back on CPU and one gen gen back on GPU is really gonna be like the go-to option um moving forward because the only budget-oriented market or somebody that's actually offering anything in that market is Intel. Intel still offers budget-friendly CPUs, new ones. But even they're just doing every other generation, as we talked about earlier. They're skipping a generation. They'll come out with a thing and then go, eh, we already did the job. Skip. And then they'll do it again. AMD's completely out of that market. And then on the GPU side, NVIDIA's not making entry-level graphics cards. There's no 3050 at, you know, 75 watts, low profile, $150. Maybe even 199 would have been fine. There is no option of that. Um, they just refreshed, what, the 1650? chopped the crap out of it and said, oh, there's a 1630, so they're not doing it. AMD did try this generation, but it was really the most uninspired launch of a graphics card that I've ever seen in my entire life. So we had AMD with the 6400 and 6500 XT. They're just like, they're doing what Intel kind of did, except Intel gave you something good at the low end. Uh, AMD's just like, we got no competition. If y'all want something, here's a thing. And I mean, so their heart's not in it either. So yeah, none of these guys are interested in that market anymore. Uh, it used to be $200 CPU was the way to go. 
And it really has been up until here recently. Like if you really think about it, $200 CPU is still pretty good. Uh, but then it, you used to want to pair that with like a three to $400 graphics card, like your 70 class, your 1070 would be a great example. And that was always kind of like the high end or I guess you could say mid range enthusiast level or high end mainstream gamer level. Um, and that got you like 95% of the performance of the super stupid high end stuff which always cost a fortune, by the way, guys. And it's fine that it costs a fortune. It's just not for the majority of people. But uh, that range is slowly getting pushed up or pushed out. But personally, like I said, the smart move is is just don't buy the new thing anymore. We're getting to that point where you don't need it. Um, I, I honestly think for like 99.9% .9 of you guys, a 30 series or 6,000 series GPU, like the higher end ones at a cheap price, that's all you're going to need. Uh, CPU wise, unless you're in that 11% that I polled, that's, you know, the 200 FPS plus club for the rest of you guys out there. I mean, almost anything will work. Go buy like a $50 Xeon. Just find a motherboard at a decent price and get some quad channel DDR3 and you'll be just fine. Uh, watching 3D cache CPUs closely to retire my 79 or 4790K price performance at reasonable wattage uh, will be the deciding factor for GPU two. Yeah, I mean personally, I see myself in a year or two probably recommending the 5800X 3D for most people because it'll get cheap enough. I'll be like, go get a B550 board for like 30 or 40 dollars because they're going to be everywhere here in a year or two. You know, everybody's going to dump them eventually. And then, uh, you know, the 5800X3D, once that's, let's say that's down to like 180, one, you know, two, 200 bucks. Be like, there you go. That'll play all the games. What game is that not going to run? You know, the consoles will need to get like four times faster to even come close to that level of CPU. XT. here's our scraps. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, that's what you can do when there's just nothing in the market. When you have no competition, you can get away with anything. Uh, there's so many budget performance CPUs. A700, for example, 10700, 9900K, uh, 4790K. Uh, why buy the i3? No need. Why make new gen? Uh, been down. No reason. Well, here's the thing. The 12100 is faster than all of those that you mentioned for gaming. <laughs> it will beat a 9900K in gaming. It will beat every one of those CPUs. And the real problem is you can buy that for less than most of what you mentioned as well, when you factor in the motherboard as well. So like the really old i7s, uh, like an 8700, what do those go for? Let's take a look. Let's jump on eBay. We'll do the non-K ebay.com here let me switch you guys over let's take a look so we got i7 8700 we want components cpu all right buy it now lowest price i also get rid of all the asian stuff so where are we us only Parts. All right, so $160. 
That's the cheapest we're getting one of these guys. And this is a six core 12 thread CPU. Like I said, this is going to lose to an i3-12100 in gaming. Um, and the motherboard's gonna cost you maybe a little cheaper, um, but not much. So $90 motherboard on the uh, i3 and maybe get a $70 board for that. Uh-uh. So cheaper and faster. That's why you go with the i3. You need literally like a $40 CPU and like a $50 motherboard <laughs> to, to really make the 12100 not look good. Uh, $100, 5600 or $100 i3-12100. That's actually a pretty tough one. Um, honestly, they're, they're about tied. I would actually probably go with the Alder Lake chip just because you do have newer upgrade. Like, there's more upgrade options if you want it um for resale value as well i really see the am4 stuff going through the floor probably not with zen 4 but when zen 5 comes out i think that they're basically going to be considered worthless at that point uh good thing um uh, good thing is that the budget console killer builds be a thing in a year or two yeah we just need faster graphics cards at lower price points Especially with Sony raising prices, it actually makes it easier, doesn't it? Uh, let's see. So, yeah, so you... Mike's just saying, I get that the 12 series made the uh, objective of replacing Intel back gen uh, for quad. It's good. On yeah. Um, yeah, the 12, the 12 series, like I said, the 12100 just really killed almost all your old budget options. That's why I tested it against the 5960X. Um, Acore 16 thread has well because it was a little cheaper on the CPU motherboard is about the same. Um, it's, it's slower. And so even though that's a little bit cheaper, it's still slower. And so it's worth the extra money. The performance gap is justified on the 12,100. I went as far back as the six core 12 thread Sandy bridge on an $80 board with a $35 CPU. And the 12,100 is so much faster than that that it still justified the price. Basically, it eliminated... There's just nothing else cheap enough to compete with it. Uh, AMD's got nothing, unfortunately. Like I said, they would need, like, the 5600 at the same price point, or even $20 more, because you can get the boards a little bit cheaper, but... Uh, Chris, are there any console-exclusive games you'd like to see on PC? Well, most of them are coming. Uh, I want the Nathan Drake Collection... Because uh, Uncharted 2 is the best in that series, hands down. Uncharted 4 kind of sucked. Um, so I have no interest in, in what they're bringing. Uh, the original trilogy would be good. That's about it. I think everything else has already been... Oh, Gear, Gears of War 2 and 3 need to come over. That needs to happen. And Fable 2. Fable 2 as well. And then, of course, you know, it'd be nice to have the Nintendo stuff, but that's never going to happen. So... At least the ones that I mentioned have a chance of happening. I think the Nathan Drake collection was confirmed to be coming over to PC, so that's awesome. Look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, we don't really need anything else. I mean, most of the rest of the games are either on PC, announced that they're coming to PC, 
or they're just not that good. So I, we just don't need them. In my opinion, it's my opinion. Uh, never buy old Intel secondhand. What? Intel sec uh, secondhand Intel never sell sell good. Too expensive. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Um, it's more like AMD secondhand, no good. Go look at AMD prices. They're the, the sixteen. Let's go take a look. Let's do this. Let me pull this up because I did this the other day and it was I was just like, what the hell? All right, Ryzen sixteen hundred. This is trash tier CPU. This thing is awful. I know a lot of you guys probably have one, but get rid of it. Seventy seven dollars. It's the cheapest one. Cheapest one, $77, 80 bucks. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And then we got i7-5960X. $65. So this is eight core, 16 thread, higher IPC, higher clock speeds if you overclock it. There's nothing better about a 1600 or any zen one chip than this this is faster than every zen one and zen plus cpu every single one of them and then you could argue about the motherboards i can see that but here x99 motherboard of course we're under cpus it's not going to work go under parts please and then motherboard Price by now, blah blah blah. You got a lot of broken ones, and you also got a lot of these like shit boards. Don't buy those. You want to if it's not a big name brand, don't buy it. Smart move is don't get rid of the new ones. Just do the used stuff. Blah blah blah. blah. Continuing on, ninety five bucks. So that's that's not too bad. By the way, there's eBay links on my channel if you want to buy one of these. Please click on that. I'll get like a buck or two. Uh, this is the one that I have right here. This is a little bit more money, but you can make an offer and just be like, hey, the other one's 95. This one is standard ATX size. The other one is EATX. So if you don't have a board that can handle EATX or a case, I mean, you know, get the other one with the four dims. But there you go. So what's the cheapest motherboard that you'd want to pair with like a 1600? Well, that'd be probably a B350 motherboard. All right, parts, pre-owned, parts, parts, pre-owned, pre-owned. All right, so that's 55, 55. All right, let's just say 55 bucks. So it's $40 more. So that means if we're comparing the two, the Ryzen 1600 will cost you basically 20 bucks less, 15, $20 less board and mother uh and cpu than the 5960x eight core so yeah a amd secondhand no good I love this argument. Sorry, Matt, I'm going to pick on you a little bit, but the 1600 B350 can be upgraded to 5800X3D. I mean, I would never buy X99. Okay, so you're going to suffer with a worse thing for the same money because you can spend more money in the... This is... A I hate to be that guy, but AMD fanboys have this stupid logic. 
I can spend more money in the future, guys, and then it's gonna be way better. Um, how about you just spend the 20 bucks now and not upgrade in the future? Because by the time you need to upgrade a 5960X, the 5800X 3D ain't gonna help you anymore either. That'll be too slow too. So that's just bad logic. Uh, also, the features on the B350 are about the same. Uh, the, technically, they're worse. You get more PCIe lanes, uh, more USB 3 on the X99. So, like, you get more expandability. Now, yeah, no. Uh, that, to me, that's just a bad AMD logic thing that I've noticed only AMD people have this, where it's like, but I can upgrade in the future. So you're buying something today that's not going to last you. Like, the whole Zen 4 or... We're going to support AM5 till 2025 plus. If I was spending $300 on your product, it better last and be good longer than that. Now, granted, it will be. A 7600X for a gaming PC is going to be way beyond 2025. You'll be on AM6 before you need to upgrade it. But it's this mentality that a lot of these AMD buyers have that it's like, I have to upgrade. There's a new thing. I can buy it and it works on my motherboard. AMD made it easy for you to give them more money. <laughs> that's all they did and people like them for this whereas if you bought a 5960x even a thousand dollars in 2014 it's still good today eight years later no well i was kind of pointing you out matt i was calling you out a little bit because it was your question but there's a lot of people that that's how they think oh, we're getting mad we're getting mad because the amd logic sorry that makes no sense to me if you buy something you should be throwing out your motherboard you should be upgrading platforms you shouldn't be buying something every year unless you want to like there's a lot of people out there who just want to tinker and test and that that's a whole different thing but you don't get offended when somebody goes you're throwing money away because you should be clearly, you know, aware that it's like, yes, this is not. I'm not buying something for it to last. I'm buying it just because. Uh, buy the best CPU for your use case and budget. CPUs are the third longest lasting components next to monitors. Storage. You can throw in case and power supply. So maybe fifth. But yeah. Motherboard and CPU shouldn't be upgraded that often. Even RAM. The only thing you should be upgrading is your GPU. We're literally at the point where that's all you need to do. Uh, there's no upgrade from i7-5960X. Actually, there is. You can go to a 10-core. There is an upgrade path. Um, it's just very expensive and will actually always remain that way. But uh, unless you move to an AM4 5800X, which is uh, a low power 44. Oh, Mike's basically just saying it's like, there really is no upgrade from that. Yeah, I mean, there is, but I mean, it's Alder Lake and Zen 4 is really what, what it'll take to get a real upgrade from that. Um, but from the price performance perspective, that's the better deal. That's way better than a Ryzen 1600 because it's much faster. Um, we're talking a Zen 3 level CPU versus uh basically a sandy bridge level cpu a 
on Intel, you don't need to upgrade for 10 years. Uh, if you really think back on it, there was only two generations. And I, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. There was two generations where Intel really fucked up. And it really hurt. Well, I guess you could say Rocket Lake. But like I said, I think I'm on the fence. I want to test Rocket Lake before I crap all over it. I had the 11400 and it did just fine. But, you know, I wasn't pushing super high end stuff with it. But uh, the generations that really killed them was the 6th gen and the 7th gen. They really needed that to be a 6 core. Because if that was a 6 core, Ryzen would have never been a thing. Would have never got off the ground. Um, so it's actually good for us that they didn't do that. But this really left a bad taste in people's mouths because number one, they could have technically supported the six core on the same motherboards, the Z170s. That just really pissed people off because they're like, we should be getting a six core by now anyway. Like it just felt like it was about time. Haswell, nobody cared. Quad cores were still fine. Four core, four thread i5s was still okay. But by the time sixth gen came around, it was like, or core four thread, not really, you know, the 1% lows aren't very good. Uh, if you guys go back on my channel, that was one of the first videos, the series that I did. And everybody was pissed at me back then going, you're wrong, i5s are fine. Yeah, no, four core four thread was uh, not good. Um, turns out I was right. Because um, I went out and I bought all the stuff and I did the tests. It's, uh, was it the CPU showdown series? I have a playlist for it if you'd like to watch it on my channel. That's from 2016 or something. I did that. Um, but anyways, you know, that was really the time when, you know, if you wanted to have a good gaming experience on Intel's latest stuff, you needed to buy the $300 plus CPU. And that was what was really bothering people. It's like nobody buys CPUs for gaming $300 or more. That's just dumb. Everybody buys the $250 i5. It's been that way for like eight years. And uh, yeah, they really screwed up there. And that's when they really hurt themselves. Uh, Rocket Lake was an F up. I actually think Rocket Lake's going to age much better than Comet Lake. But that's something we'll test out in the future. But why sell six core when you can overcharge for two or four core? I mean, that's 100% right. What they should have done is just came out with the i9 series then and still had the same prices but offered it. And then all they would have had to do is when Ryzen came out is like a year later, just turn the six core into the i7 and then come out with the eight core, basically make Coffee Lake uh, the Ryzen competitor. And then just looking back, I'm like, that's all it would have taken for Intel to be like, buzz off because a six core 12 thread uh, Skylake level CPU until Zen three AMD had nothing to compete with that. They, they just didn't. I know a lot of people... Zen 2, Zen 2 not even close. Zen, Zen 2's off in La La Land with Zen 1 and Zen Plus. Until Zen 3, AMD had nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, and then they've... You know, once they had a thing, then they charged you for it, so... Uh, 5.2 gigahertz and tuned memory does wonders for Rocket Lake. Yeah, well, it does wonders. To be fair, it does wonders for everything. Uh, I think the main issue with Rocket Lake was is the ring clock can't go as fast, so the core-to-core -core communication is just simply slower than Comet Lake. But it has higher IPC and, like, you know, the AVX 512 for something like RPCS3. So one of those, it's like, does that IPC uplift offset it enough? Now, if you push uh, Comet Lake to its maximums, no. But I'm thinking more of, like, a, a more normal use case, you know, where you're not 
doing custom loop cooling versus custom loop cooling, you know, just like AIO to AIO, keep voltages for 24 seven and that sort of stuff. I'm thinking they're going to be pretty close, but like I said, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I'm just waiting for prices to come down. Are Broadwell E processors bad? No, Broadwell E, I would upgrade from Haswell E. They're just more expensive. They're way more expensive. The 6900K, which is the eight core, eight thread Broadwell E, is more than double the 5960X. So we just looked at that one. What was it? $67, 70 bucks, something like that. They're like 150 for the Broadwell E version. It isn't that much better. If it was like $10, $20 more, I would say go that route. But yeah, if you're trying to build something on the cheap, the 5960X is good. Um, the Xeon's 1680v2 which is the ivy bridge version of basically the same chip uh that's pretty good as well uh those are i got one of those for 67 dollars as well you might be able to get an x9 x79 board cheaper or maybe you have some ddr3 laying around that's a very good use case for some old ddr3 you know you spend 120 bucks and you got yourself a pretty decent backup pc Um, Broadwell Extremes max their ring bus out at 10 seat. Yep, uh, dependent on your applications. Yeah, 10 core seems to be kind of like where Intel was hitting the wall. Uh, besides, uh, well, on the ring bus architecture, they just there is none larger than that. Uh, 9900K was faster than the 2700X and 3950X in gaming. Yes, yes. The well, the ninety nine hundred K was basically on par with like the fifty nine fifty X, like Zen three one, but like this much, just by a little bit. It was it was just barely fast. It was better than than Skylake. You could push the Skylakes to some like stupid extreme, and they'll they'll win. But I I give Zen three the win over Skylake for sure. But it's not by much, and. uh AMD took the piss with their first W. They really did. The real problem is, is like I said, a lot of the mainstream guys, they, they didn't lie. They just framed things, make AMD look better. And in some degree, that was kind of a good thing because we needed the competition in the market. And I think that's why the mainstream guys kind of framed things. You know, they, they would do like the Ryzen 1600 versus like the four core, four thread. Um, Intel chip, because, you know, that's what they launched at. But they do them many years later. Um, I would compare the 7700K to, like, this 3950X if I wanted to show how crap AMD is for gaming. Because the 7700K will spank the shit out of a 3950X. Or, yeah. The, the 16 cores N2. It just wouldn't even be a fair fight. And so you can kind of skew things just by picking certain things. And the mainstream guys definitely went heavy on AMD. It was when AMD came out with those prices for Zen 3. I'm like, fuck these guys. <laughs> I don't care if you're faster. And, you know, once Intel started dropping their price points, I'm like, you're now the good guys. This is ridiculous. AMD's the bad guy, guys, in this market, because they're the ones just taking the piss. Intel's at least trying to offer some value. They're, they're, it's weird to say that, but they're the good guys now. Uh, when I'm bored, uh, I get something new to tinker with, uh, too expensive to tinker with. 
motorcycles now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fun. Like, you know, for less than 200 bucks, if you can get a CPU and motherboard and you're like me and you just got extra RAM and shit laying around, it's like, why not? Uh, and normally I can get an old graphics card or something, throw in it, and, you know, you can sell to somebody on the cheap. Somebody's got a kid. It'll be perfectly fine and usable for them. So, yeah, that's that's what I do when I tinker with these things. Uh, 5960X can tax VRMs on X99. I'm not sure uh, how much uh, I'd be relying on an old motherboard VRM. It's in my work system right now. It's literally doing this stream right now. Perfectly fine. I love these. Don't worry about it. Why don't you buy it, use it, and see what you think? Like I said, we're talking about stuff that's so cheap that it's not worth criticizing until you go out and buy it. You know? It's, it's not like Zen 4, which costs, you know, a freaking mortgage payment just to test it out. We're talking about something that, what, two, two, three days worth? Hopefully only two days worth of pay, and you can go test it out. And you should be able to resell it for pretty much whatever you pay for it. I'm very disappointed AMD went to the dark side, uh, but I'm worried Intel will uh, try to outdo them. I don't think so. I think Intel's going to get bad. They're just going to be slightly less bad. <laughs> I think that's what they're going to do. Um, so... Like if let's say the uh, was it the seventy six hundred X is two ninety nine, Intel's thing's gonna technically be a fourteen core, so they can now charge up to three ninety nine anywhere between that two ninety nine and three ninety nine price point, and Intel is one hundred percent justified in that. And I'm like, yeah, that's not good. Um, we'll see what they do. But if they do two ninety nine, then they're just fine. Then then they're not taking the piss because that's what they charge for the twelve six hundred K. But I think what they're going to do is they are going to get more expensive. But you'll still be able to get like the thirteen six hundred KF. I think that'll be two ninety nine. So as long as you don't care about the iGPU, you'll probably still be able to get a decent price point. But yeah, the the one to buy is going to be the twelve six hundred K at two hundred bucks. Because what are you going to get? Like ninety percent the performance for. A 33% or better discount. Uh, done it and killed a MOBO. Uh, glad your luck was better. But you got to stress test the stuff. Um, you can definitely kill motherboards for sure. Usually what you need to do if motherboards more than about six years old, you got to take the heat sinks off and you got to re-thermal paste chipsets and stuff like that. Um, clean out the VRMs and stuff. Now, if you did all that, I mean, you know, motherboards die, but I've had new motherboards just come in dead. Um, I bought the Z690A Pro uh, from Newegg, DOA. Happened to work out because I got one for $50 less a few days later. They went on sale. So that's probably just God's way of saying, just, just wait a day or two and save, uh, you know, 25% off. There you go. All right, so I'm going to jump on over to Discord and get to the questions. I don't think I have that many. That's why I was going a little bit longer with you guys here. All right. Um, just have a couple. So this one's from Denver. It says, uh, do you have an interesting non or any non-tech projects? Yes, it's called Raising Two Boys. That's, that's what I'm doing. Um, I will be... This is not quite tech related, but I'm going to redo in here. I got to paint the walls. I'm setting up some new desks and stuff, and I'll, I'll change. This will probably remain the same. I'll probably still have this angle, 
but like the stuff behind me is gonna get moved and changed. I'm gonna extend this desk out a little bit more so I got some room. Uh, I have the camera, the top-down camera right over here. I'm gonna put that over here and yeah, that's about it. So that's that's the project. We also wanna redo the basement here. Um, so yeah, we got some projects, but for the most part, just kids. Um, extra reading, so you got your uh, bike parts, motor parts, that's pretty cool. And then uh, this one's from JVidia. He says, when will we see the Fury Renegade 6400 B-Die review? <laughs> when I have the cooler that can actually cool the CPU. Um, should be coming in. I ordered it a while ago, but Labor Day just really screwed everything up. So things are taking a lot longer. Uh, we got Met Prism showing this video. He just put this in the general chat. I wanted to bring this up. 12100F versus 10700K um, in 10 games. Be kind of interesting to see, but I would assume if they're running stock versus stock, well, I wouldn't assume the 12100 wins easy. Like a lot of people just don't understand the core count does not matter. It's uh, it's it's that IPC. It's all about the IPC and or clocks. Mm -mm. I only changed my thermal paste on my uh, 2600K. I always want to say 12600K because that's how far removed we are. But yeah, 12600K after 11 years the other day uh, just because I wanted to tinker and I got two degrees back. Well, that's some good stuff. Um, yeah, they use cheap shit on motherboards, especially older motherboards. I haven't had to pull apart a newer motherboard because, well, they're newer. But yeah, old motherboards, they just use like that concrete crap wasn't very good it's a real pain in the ass getting that stuff off but yeah anytime i buy a motherboard that's more than about six years old rip those heat sinks off and give them a good clean uh, my motherboard doesn't take too well to overclocking need a different one yeah i mean that happens new doughboy i mean some some motherboards just don't like it i have an old 2500k on a z68 motherboard 4x4 ram Turns out the RAM is dead. How often does that happen when all four sticks of RAM die? That only happens with a power surge of some sort or some other external factor. Somebody kicked it or, I mean, something happened to it. Four RAM chips don't just die. It's like if you have four hard drives die in a raid, you got a surge or something else happened. It, it, it just doesn't, it's not impossible, but it's so improbable that we'll call it impossible. Uh, we got Mike here saying Raptor Lake will be dropped onto Alder Lake surplus like a cap. In fact, uh, Intel cells speak. It's uh, called a cap. It will create a product skew volume heap and price stack price ladder. Uh, I think that's Raptor Lake on top of. Uh, what do you got? You got R7K on top of V5X be the same way. Okay. I mean, of course. I mean, the new stuff is always the cap. You can't charge more for the old stuff uh, unless the new stuff is worse. 
All right. Uh, let's see. I had a 2600 up until last year. Managed to get a 5600X for very cheap. Nice. Uh, and spend massive gains. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zen 3 is real good. Uh, need to spend time with my RAM sometime soon uh, because I do have B-Die. There you go. Yeah, you'll definitely get more out of it. I got, what, 18%, I think, out of my 5600. The 50, what do you have? The 5600X. You'll, you'll still get a lot out of that. Um, it's the higher end stuff, like a 5800X. That's running pretty high straight out of the box. You're not going to get as much, but the RAM alone will get you about 11 to 12%. Uh, if all four RAM stakes died, could be the board, not the sticks. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, I would assume that he tried another stick of RAM, though, because he's blaming the RAM. That's that's where I was going with that one. Alrighty, guys. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. It is about time. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for all of your questions, and I, I enjoy just chatting with you guys. Once again, on Tuesday, Paul should be back, and then we will start the discussion again. Um, I want to hear his thoughts on some of these things, especially the X670 boards basically starting at 300. I really kind of want to see where he's at with that. And then we can also talk about the performance and stuff and who knows what else is going to be going on. But if you guys want to go ahead and uh, help support and join the Halo tournament, you can go ahead and do so by clicking the little join button down below or going ahead and becoming a member over on Patreon. We do have links in the video description um, and that gets you into the Discord. And like I said, for my birthday, I'm like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do some Halo stuff. Uh, I was just chatting with the guys, and we we're just talking about games. And I was just like, why don't we play something good? Let's play some Halo Three, because uh, <laughs> most of the good games have already come out, which also isn't helping the software and hardware situation uh, for a lot of people. It's like, well, what what? Why am I spending this money? But if you guys want to chat and play and do all the fun stuff, go ahead and do so. You get access to both of our discords, and that does help us out. But yeah. That's really all I have for you guys here today, and I will catch you guys in the next video.